Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zuck. I am so excited for this awesome guest that I'm going to be sharing with you all today. Before we get into that topic, I want to talk about a marketing tip, and I want to also talk about some words of inspiration, even though Gigi Diaz, our amazing radio host, serial entrepreneur, is going to share a lot of even more inspirational self-talk that's just going to be so inspiring. But outside of that, um, marketing tip of the day, want to know how you guys are all doing on Instagram. TV, if you're uploading regularly or not. Um, I did notice personally with myself that there actually are better times to post. Um, I would really pay attention to your audience reach because I did notice for myself personally, if you're not paying attention to certain times that your audience is engaging more in your content, it does actually affect the actual reach and engagement that um, is being perceived on the other end. So that is not only even with Instagram television, that's also with your posts. It's really important to ask your audience what they want to see more of. Um, just from personal experience, because I have a few accounts, um, my Jackie Zook content tends to get much better reach with fashion forward photos. Um, and my next on scene content is definitely more themed towards business oriented stuff. And I think that's just trial and error. I mean, I taught today at Fisher College and one of the questions was, is how do you know how to pull your audience? And one thing I want to share with you guys is Facebook and Instagram are such great avenues to really pull your targeted audience. Ask on Instagram stories, ask through SurveyMonkey. You could even send out stuff through email um, and even ask on Facebook. They have options to do polls. It is so important to ask your audience these things. And I'm sharing from firsthand experience because that's really what I love to do. And that's really the best way to learn, right? So I um, wanted to thank Susan Mullins for having me speak today about marketing. It was an awesome group of three different classes that came to sit in and it was really inspiring. So thank you so much. And shout out to my Nick, uh, my intern, Nick, who also attends Fisher College, who was who helped us out a little bit in the beginning before he had to go to class. That was awesome. So wanted to share that inspiration with you all for marketing, for inspiration. I mean, Gigi's going to share so much insight on mindset and, you know, three things to mainly take away to do with your everyday lifestyle. Um, I talked about recently on an Instagram TV, the importance of setting a boundary and knowing when things aren't right for you and to speak up about it because I feel like people tend to hone in on things. And I used to be like that for a really long time. And the only way to grow and the only way to release anxiety and tension is to talk about it. You can't always predict how the other people on the other side are going to perceive it, but I think it's still really, really important to vocalize your thoughts and how you feel because there is a reason that you're feeling a particular way. So I do just want to talk about that with you very briefly. Um, but other than that, I think that that's all you really need to know before we bring on the amazing radio host, serial entrepreneur, Latina taking over Miami, um, Gigi Diaz, on the podcast today. She's going to give you some really inspiring tasks that you can take away using your day-to-day -day lifestyle. She also is running some awesome entrepreneurial program. She's a coach herself and really can just lift your spirits. So definitely reach out to her. She's such a sweetheart and will totally turn your day around. I mean, I can tell you firsthand that we had so much fun on each other's shows and um, she is just definitely somebody to really follow beyond the podcast. So stay tuned for the amazing Gigi Diaz. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. 
everybody. I am officially here with the amazing Gigi Diaz. She is an entrepreneur, on host, uh, on air radio host at iHeartRadio. Is that how you say Gigi? I'll have to ask you words. And then she's the founder of Seizing Happy. Yes. Hi, Gigi. How are you today? Hey, I'm so excited to be on with you, and oh I'm excited to, uh, to keep chatting. Oh my God, so excited. <laughs> we are just having like a marathon, the two of us today. I had so much fun on your show. I'm so honored to have you on my show. We're just crushing it. I love it so much. So tell me and my audience a little bit about your background. I mean, you're doing amazing things for the Latina community, and you also, you know, have started your own business on top of your radio stuff. So give us a little background. Yeah, it's it's busy, but it's fun. I feel like if I'm not busy, I get bored. So Totally. Same <laughs> I, here. I like to <laughs> cuddle different things. And um, so I started... Uh, I started very young working um, as the graphic designer for my mom's newspaper when I was in high school and immediately fell in love with creation and writing and journalism, which led me to um, a career in journalism. I ended up getting my bachelor's in sociology and anthropology because I'm fascinated by people, helping people and connecting with them, understanding why they do the things that they do um, as a group. And ended up with my master's in global strategic communications. And then I ended up going back to school because I'm a massive nerd and I can't <laughs> stop learning. And I, I love I love dabbling in new things. And I got my training at the University of Miami as a coach. And so the radio and broadcast and television, which was my initial um, career in, uh, in, in broadcast, has always been, uh, I guess, parallel to everything else that I've been doing. I opened my first business right at a high school, which is a dance studio called Gigi's Academy, um, based on my dance background ever since I was, I've been dancing since I was four. And that actually, my dance studio just got named top three dance studios in our city, so that's really exciting. And I opened my second business, Seizing Happy, about a year and a half, two years ago. And the uh, concept behind Seizing Happy is to help other women to tap into their inner happiness source so they can lead a more purposeful and empowered life. Because I feel like we often tend to look for happiness outside. We tend to look for happiness in the promotion or in the new gadget or in the fancy car. And that is definitely a happiness, but it's a short-lived one. And I think if we look inward to find the happiness that lies within, we can lead a much more empowered life and be more in control of the things around us and find a deeper satisfaction and gratification from those things that we accomplish. I totally agree. So that's, I think, it in a nutshell, mm -hmm. <laughs> in a tiny, tiny nutshell. I love it. I, I would say like out of all the things that you do, because you do, I would say like even though they all connect on some capacity, like what lights you up the most? Um, that's hard to answer. I know. Because you're right. They do all connect. <laughs> it's true. In, in the, uh, yeah, I think in the, in the outreach part of it, they're all the same. With my dance studio, I'm reaching out to a community of children and empowering them to grow and using dance as the tool to teach them to be confident, as a tool to teach them how to love and take care of their bodies and, and look at their bodies in a, 
in a healthy and, and positive way. Um, and through radio, I mean, it's outreach as well, being able to keep you company on that drive into work when maybe you've had a difficult morning right. to be there with you in your headphones when, you know, your boss is being a jerk. I got you. I like that analogy. You're so today. funny. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I think we've all had a boss at some point or another that's an absolute jerk. Completely. And it's okay, Completely. You know, but, um, you know, I love being that person that's there with you for it. And then with, um, with these happy it's the same you know I want to be I want to be your girl I want to be that girl that you can come to and say hey I really want to open this business but I'm exhausted you know I don't know how to juggle being a mama wife and now an entrepreneur but I just really want to do this and I want to be that person that says I got you right. you know let's figure out what the best first step is for you so I think um, I think it li- what lights me up about these things that I do is that is that connection is being the person that's there you know, I want to be your, I want to be your first call. I want to, I want to help you. I want to be able to figure out what it is you need and see how we can make it happen together. I don't think that I could pick just one because the path and the, I guess the means by which to connect are so different in each one of them. But, um, but yeah, I think what the underlies, you were right. What underlies, um, all, all the things that I do is that, that connection and that outreach, right. Um, to be able to be a part of, of somebody else's growth. No, it makes complete sense. And obviously you're crushing it. So I love this whole seizing happy con, you know, concept. So tell us how that really like blossoms a lot of women to come and network. And I mean, I know you do workshops, you do events, like tell us more about that. Well, um, the concept of seizing happy actually came from my own unhappy experience in success, which sounds like it makes no sense, but (laughs) I, on paper, had a perfect life, and I did, and I'm grateful for it. So on paper, I had a successful business. I had, you know, degrees. I was making great money. Um, I, aside from my business, have, have had a wonderful career, and all these things were great, and I still felt like something was missing when I'd go to sleep at night. Um, and, I, and I knew from the beginning it wasn't another person. Sometimes you think like, oh, you know, you just need someone to share it with. I right. knew it wasn't that. It was a deeper void um, that no person could fill. And, you know, because I've been raised to be really hardworking and, and you know, a go-getter and so on, I would just try to fill the void with another goal and then reach that goal and fill the void with another bigger goal because, it didn't fill the void at all. So you do <laughs> not I satisfied working myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not yeah. satisfied. And, and not in the, not in the good way. Listen, I'm not one for settling either. I don't, I don't support that, but there's a difference between going for a new goal and feeling dissatisfied with your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was feeling. So it came at a point when I, I was enjoying lots of professional success and I was, getting my master's degree, which had been a big, big dream for me for a long time. And I was working, I think, I think it was like three jobs. I had like a part-time job. I was working mornings in radio and I was working nights as a sports um, anchor for harness racing. So that also had me traveling and and covering races in New Jersey and, and different places. And I literally worked myself into an ER. I was driving, not an ER, an urgent care. So, you know, right. You just became like burnt out. Right. I can't even imagine. 
Yeah. Yeah. I I was losing my hair. I my weight was a you know an up and down thing. I was having breakouts, like just random breakouts in my skin, which I'd never had before. I'd never had any skin issues. And then on a drive one day on ninety five, kinda lost my vision, kinda almost drove into a wall and figured, Oh, something's actually wrong with me. I'm not just tired. I have to go see a doctor. Long story short, um, after getting tested for pretty much everything under the sun, and you know how they always ask you, like, oh, so what's new in your life, and what are you doing, and what, you know, how's your personal life at home, and all this other nonsense. I was like, everything is great. You know, my three jobs are doing good. My master's degree is going well. I'm acing all my papers. And my doctor looks at me and said, well, um, you need to go to sleep for eight hours and have a full meal, and you need to cut this overworking thing out. My balance, like the balances, my hemoglobin was all off. It mm-hmm. was like my body was just like, listen, I'm out. Time to and shut off. I yeah, realized, totally. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it practically, it practically did. It practically told me like, I'm, I'm out for the count. I'm not right. doing this anymore. <laughs> like right. this is too much. And that made me realize that. You know, something something was wrong because no matter how much I accomplished and no matter how much I did, it still wasn't enough. And then I kind of took a step back and I had to reevaluate, you know, why was I doing everything I was doing? Mm-hmm. And I realized that the reason I was doing all the things is because I thought it would make me happy. I thought it would make me happy to have my master's degree and to have these different jobs and to have you know, all and, and and it did in some in some ways, but it wasn't the kind of happiness I had hoped for. It wasn't the happiness that I imagined that it would be. And then that took me into an inward journey of discovering, you know, what for me, what is success? Is success a master's degree? Is it a CEO position or is it something else entirely? Am I going after these positions and these raises and these promotions because I want to or because it's written somewhere? that that's a definition of success. Right. And that inward journey brought me to learn to breathe differently because I don't necessarily like to call it meditation because it's not as deep as most people imagine meditation is. <laughs> you're um, doing it, though, on some capacity. Some capacity yes, you're doing it. Yeah. on some capacity, right. Um, to breathe differently, I started practicing um, with energy and healing and got a little bit of training in Reiki and discovered that happiness has nothing to do at all with anything out there, with anything that a job could give you or that a gadget could do for you or that, you know, the feel of the leather in your brand new Benz could ever satisfy. Like, although those things are all great and you deserve them and you should have them, if you want them, you should want them for other reasons that are not happiness. And so that kind of changed my view on work. It changed my view on what jobs I would take on, on what kind of offers I would say yes to, whereas before I'd say yes to everything. It taught me to say no to a lot of things and to a lot of people. Um. No is it? I mean, I'm sure it you discuss this a lot. I feel like no is a really powerful tool. It is a really powerful tool, mm-hmm. and just no, no is a full sentence. Right, you don't have to say no because, unless you really truly want to and right. you desire to have a because, but it's not necessary. And so over the years, I realized that um, that if you don't nurture the person behind the career which is what I was lacking, if you don't nurture the person behind the business, then you're go- all of it is going to lack. Mm-hmm. All of it is going to be weak and all of it is going to be frail because it's all 
you. Right. You are what your business is. You are the mother of your children. You are the wife to your husband, the center of your family. You are all of these things. So if you don't nurture and take care of you, you can't possibly wear all those other hats well, you know? It couldn't be more true. I feel like you're so inspiring already, even though I want to have three main takeaways with mindset. I'm like already so inspired. Just want to put that out there. So yeah, awesome. and so that kind of made me want to help other women to to learn that and to find that balance and to learn that they need to be in a daily constant state of seizing happy, but to really define what that happiness is to them is is the number one step. Right. So, and 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 to add to that briefly, my belief is that happiness is a circumstance. It's not something that happens and it's not a consequence of other things, but something that you can give yourself and you have to look for on a daily basis. Like what's going to make me happy today is going to be to go to sleep at like six o'clock in the afternoon. Cause I'm exhausted and I've been sick for a week. But maybe when I wake up tomorrow, what's going to make me happy is to work out for an hour or, you know, to go see my mom and make sure that everything is good with her and my dad, you right. know? So it's a, it's a day by day decision to look inward and find what that happiness is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really great inspiration. And I think it's, those takeaways alone are things people should really think about, like to not overdo, to not feel like you're not enough. I mean, I feel like, I feel like those were really things you pulled through, like you are enough, but you have to take care of yourself and nourish it, you know, which I think is so important. Yeah. So great stuff, Gigi. You're so inspiring. I love it. So, you know, I have a random, because this podcast is really like entrepreneurial uh, for like people that run their own businesses. So for people that are looking like as a media outlet, like kind of, you know, backpacking on what we chatted about when I was on your show this morning, what do people look for when they have guests on their show as a radio host? Oh, my goodness. I think in radio, as much as in television, one of the main things that we look for to invite somebody on is someone who is passionate about their story and truly believes in themselves because you have to be able to communicate that Mm -hmm. um, across the microphone and and through the camera. Um, And then somebody somebody who is going to project an energy, somebody who's going to be able to, to really get their, their point across um, in, a, in a strong way. And by strong, I mean, you know, if your thing is comedy, then that, that that's your thing and that you do it strongly. And if your thing is, you know, very analytical and numbers and black and white, then that that's your, you know, that you really are strong in your message and in the way that you communicate it. And that is, um, I guess, part of like staying authentic and, and being your true self. And then just because I would add also, because of the of the um, the confines of time that exist within radio and television, I would also say that somebody who can get their point across in a short in a period of time, <laughs> totally, yeah, totally. Which actually, it's funny. I should say that because I can go on and on and talk for days. <laughs> but but you're also in the industry so you know right but I also think you know the ins and outs like when to shut off and when to know you can talk longer right so I feel like those are definitely really valuable no it's so funny I love it and you have multiple shows right yeah yeah so so let's talk about them I have my podcast yep yeah I have my podcast chats with Gigi 
Um, I have a podcast in Spanish called De Todo con Gigi Diaz, which is on a pause for now, but it's one of the shows that I work on. And then with iHeartRadio, I'm on air on 93.9 MIA, which covers all of South Florida, on Mia 92 Uno, which is in Spanish, which covers West Palm. And then I'm also on air in multiple cities on the weekends through what we call our customs channel, which covers 13 to 14 cities, and that is on the evening from 7 to midnight. So, so cool. Yeah, um, I'm on air in multiple markets, which is really exciting because I get to talk to my Latinos across the states, and I get to talk to um, my American my American listeners across the states as well. So that's really exciting to me to be able to have that region to be able to connect with so many different people across so many different markets. It's right. A lot of fun. Right. And you also give variety because you're tapping in like just to even different types of people, which is so fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. challenging. I'll tell you, because, you know, you're talking to different cities, there's different things going on in different it's places. True. And, it's true. You know, everyone, everyone in their own cities has their own, their own character and their own jazz, you know? So right. it's a lot of fun to, to, to meet these people almost um, in a cyber way, but I know who I'm talking to and I know they're listening. And then it's fun when they'll connect with me, you know, on Instagram and, and tell me where they're listening from. And it's like, Oh, that's so cool. I know that there's this festival going on in your city this weekend. And they're like, Oh my God. Yeah, I was just there. <laughs> it's freaking <laughs> awesome funny. though. So cool. So I, I want to yeah. know, like, because you do so many different things, like, please tell me in my audience a day in the life of Gigi Diaz. So you wake up, what do you have for breakfast? What do you do in between? Like, when do you have lunch? Like break it down. I want to hear everything. <sighs> It's crazy. <laughs> Every day is different. I think Monday through Fridays are a little bit more peaceful because I'm on air. Right. Um, so I wake up, and the first thing I do, and don't judge me, but <laughs> my alarm is my dog. So she sleeps in a little bed in the bedroom. She has a little her little Mimi's. And um, she's my alarm. Every day between 6.45 and 6.54-ish, she wakes up, she puts her little paws on my bed, and I put her on the bed. Oh, my and God, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's people listening right now that are like, that's disgusting. <laughs> Why? I'm all about it. I love dogs. I think that's amazing. What kind of dog do you have? Yes. So happy. She fills my heart. So we have a cuddle session. Oh my God, and so then cute. I take her outside, you know, walk her. She does her business. I When she's outside running around in our yard, it's usually when I'll take the time to start my breathing and I always try to focus on what I get to do that day. And that's one of the uh, mindset things that I want to talk about um, later on when we get to that. So I focus on what my day is going to, how I want my day to be emotionally. So not about my to-do list, but how I want to feel throughout that day. Mm-hmm. There's days that I just want to be happy. There's days that I want to feel accomplished. And then there's days that I want to just be peaceful. And then there's days that I want to be like on my game like there are certain days that I'm like you know what today I want to have that laser focus I want to feel like this and like this and like this and I project that onto my day and I send that energy out to myself um to receive later on in the day so then I usually I'm not a big breakfast person I actually fast um most of my morning just because I'm never hungry in the morning I will grab coffee on the way into work just black coffee get into the station and start doing, I get there about an hour and a half early and do a lot of, uh, a little, a little bit of extra show prep. I usually prep my show the day before. 
so depending on the markets that I'll be doing that day, I look up what's happening, if any interesting news broke the night before uh, that I didn't catch before I went to bed, um, if anything fun happened with the artists that we cover on our sets on that on you know each particular or respective radio station. And I make sure that my blogs, my social media is lined up for my radio stations for my shows. Check my emails. Ignore half of them. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I hate emails. Oh my so god! Much. I get it. I get I feel it. Like they're such a drag. Right. Um, I ignore half of them. I don't get. The, I don't get <laughs> to my emails until like noon. I love that. Um, and I, I, yeah. And then I'll have I'll have a snack when I'm at work. So I'll, I'll usually pack like yogurt and fruit or I'll pack like a sandwich or something like that. It has to be something easy to munch on because obviously, you know, you're on the mic. I don't get a lot of time to, to sit down and eat. I don't right. step away from the mic until three o'clock. Wow. So I'll have lunch at three. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a little snack for breakfast, something light. And then I'll have lunch at three. And that's where it breaks off. Like on, on different days, I have different things. Sometimes I have one-on-one coaching after work. Uh, which I do sometimes on the phone, sometimes we do in person. Um, sometimes we have events that we do. I do workshops with Teasing Happy. Uh, sometimes um, we'll do training together with, uh, we do like mindset trainings. Um, or I just come home and vegetate. If it's, Love it. If it's one of those <laughs> random few days, like it hardly ever happens, right. that I don't have anything lined up after work, I will literally come home. I'll get home around like 4, 4.30. I'll walk my dog again. So usually in the afternoons, I take her for a walk instead of just letting her run around in the yard. We'll like walk her. I have a school nearby that has a really nice park. So we walk around the block and she always has other little dogs to bark at. And, you know, kids are always walking around. So she loves the kids. She hates the dogs. So um, And, you know, we walk for like 30 minutes. And then I will shower feed her and get on my couch and not move if it's like I usually have those days like once every other week no need to justify you're so busy you're so busy when you have time I know I love that stuff too you know I'll I'll tell you a secret though when I see like I'll look at my schedule for the week and if I see that it's like it's been already more than more than like 10 days that I haven't had a couch potato afternoon I'll schedule it in Mm mm-hmm like, I'll literally put it as a block on my schedule. You have to. Like, I respect that. That's yes. a great thing to share, by the way. People need to block out time yes. just for themselves to shut off for a little while. Couch potato afternoons, girl. I love They're it. everything. I freaking love it. <laughs> everything. Amazing. Okay, so that's a fantastic day, by the way. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. So now let's kind of tie into three main takeaways that people with mindset work can use to, you know – grow their 2020 and be in a better place mentally and spiritually? Yeah. So I think one that's really important for me is how you wake up and what you do when you wake up. And that in and of itself is something that can change your mindset and perspective of your day. Mm -hmm. So the first one I would say is your language. So when you change your internal dialogue and when you change the way that you, the words that you use to refer to your day, I feel like that is a huge shift in mindset. So, for example, when you wake up in the morning, instead of saying, I have to go to work today, or saying, oh, you know, I have all these things lined up, it's going to be overwhelming, it's going to be a really stressful day, switch those things for, I get to go to work today. Because ultimately, even if you're having a rough season at work, which happens, think about the alternative. 
the alternative is not having work. And that is always going to be worse. Right. Because if you don't have some sort of income, I mean, homelessness is the worst situation. And I know that that's an extreme, but it's a reality. So thinking of work, not as like that thing I have to go to, but rather when I go to work, I get to have this roof over my head. When I go to work, I get to eat this delicious thing I'm going to make for dinner for my kids and I today or for my husband and I today. When I get to go to work, I get this paycheck that allows me, you know, to take my dog to a groomer because she hates it when I bathe her and she hates towels. Um, <laughs> she really does. Like, she despises towels. Um, so changing your, your dialogue and, and the words that you use about the things that you do each day, I think is a big, big, big exercise. So things like I get to go to work today and then the way that you approach your the words that you use for it's going to be really stressful today. Mm -hmm. Rather, change that to an affirmation that'll make you more powerful in that day that has a long to-do list. So before you take the day on, start with affirmations like, I have what it takes to succeed today. I have the patience and the focus to get through my to-do list. I have the ability to accomplish the things that I've set up for myself. I am able and I am capable of reaching the goal that I set for myself today. That doesn't take away that you're going to have a busy day. That doesn't take away that maybe there's 30, 40 things on your to-do list that you got to get through before noon and then you got to answer <laughs> the emails, right? Right, right, right. But, but it's, yeah, but it's going to change the way you approach that list. It's going to change the way you see it. So instead of saying, oh, today's going to be a nightmare because I have so many things to do, and that it's taking away power from you. That's taking away from you. Those words are not going to help you get through the day. They're actually putting you in a negative in a negative start before you even had your coffee that morning, right? Before you even got into the office. So I would change that language to a positive one that empowers you onto that day. I love that. that I'm going to use some of those mantras. Like, I love them. Girl, yes. I got you. I actually have an affirmations ebook on my website. It's um, shop at seizing uh, shop seizinghappy.com. Amazing. That I swear by. I and I love it because I actually designed it myself and I put all the little things on it and I picked all the pictures and it's like it was like uh, something I started for fun to give away to my girlfriend, like a little digital gift. I have a lot of friends that don't live in in my city, so I don't get to see them often. And I was like, I gotta make something for these girls. And these mics, listen, my friends are badasses. Like right. my friends are so cool. And and they do so many different things I could never do. So I'm like, yeah, I wanna make them something that, that is a part of me that I love, that I think they'll benefit from, but that I don't have to pay, you know, twenty bucks to ship it over there. So right. I made them this little affirmation book and they loved it so much. They were like, You should share this with everybody and it was them that told me you know, to put it up on the website. And it has affirmations for everything, career, um, indecision, relationships. The way that you tell yourself you can deal with something is how you're going to deal with it. I'm it's sure. just like, how would it's you all a thought, yourself? right? Like, it's I, all a thought. That's the key thing. You can change your thoughts. Thought. Yep. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And your language is, is powerful. It's important. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I use this example sometimes with, um, with some of my clients that, that are moms, I tell them, listen, if your kid was really worried about a test, on the morning that your kid wakes up to take that test, 
Are you going to tell them, you know, today's going to be really stressful for you? Or are you going to tell them, hey, you got this? Exactly. Good point. Really good point. Tell yourself, hey, you got this. Mm-hmm. Talk to yourself like you would talk to your child because you deserve that. You right. deserve to empower yourself in that way. So language would be my first um, takeaway or my first tip of mindset change and mindset growth and being able to take your your year to the next level or your week if you're not ready to take on the year hey you gotta be realistic right start with the day yeah start with one day a week (laughs) yeah yeah just be realistic yeah exactly okay what would be um tip number two so number two is something that i learned also from one of my coaches it in it changed everything for me when it comes to perspective and that is for me not to me so whether it's something that somebody does that really rubs you the wrong way or it's something that's happening in your life we have a tendency to think why is this happening to me Mm -hmm. why did that person do that thing to me And it creates a victim mentality that also disempowers you and also puts you underneath the burden and the weight of the circumstance. Totally. So instead, I encourage you to say, why is this happening for me? And then you will immediately, or at least in the next few hours, find some sort of light, some sort of message or some sort of learning experience behind the situation or the action that was taken. So when something happens, something that you feel is is defeating you, an obstacle that's in your way, someone who's hurtful, um, you know, relationships fall apart, jobs go away, um, obstacles, you know, block your your path to where you want to go. Instead of thinking, why is this happening to me? You think, what part of this is happening for me? Right. This is for me to grow or for me to learn or for me to catch something. There's mm-hmm. something here that I need to catch. Because, you know, if your BFF, your girlfriend, or your partner, or your, you know, your husband, or your boyfriend, whoever around you is doing things that hurt you, they're not doing it to you. Think of how that, how that works for you. Right. Is it a message that you need to, to move away from that relationship or friendship? Is it a message that there's something maybe that you're doing that you could do better you know, sometimes your friends stop calling because when they call, all you're doing is whining and complaining about your life. And, hey, nobody wants to hear that, right? <laughs> so my friends are in call. Listen, there's a difference. No, these are great I points. I venting session. I love it. Yeah. I got my girlfriends on a venting session. They know they have a 15-minute deadline. Like, I'll listen <laughs> to you bitch and moan for 15 minutes. On the 15-minute mark, we're either talking about a solution or we're talking about you're coming over and, you know, we're going to we're gonna put some things on paper and figure what the problem is out because obviously 15 minutes of a conversation isn't doing it. Right. But we don't whine for more than 15 minutes. Nobody has time for that. Agreed. Nobody. I love that so much. No, who's got time for that? I yeah. love that. I'm going to think about that now next yeah. time going forward with my life. That's amazing. Girl, yes, 15 minutes. And I, I think I read somewhere also – that you know crying is healthy and you got to get it out Mm -hmm. but I think it's something and please don't quote me on this because I read this like 100 years ago but I think it's something like a 10 to 15 minute cry is it like that's the healthy level like if you're sitting on your bed crying and I'm not talking about mourning that's a different thing but I'm talking about like overwhelm the day-to-day like oh my god you know the, the little things 
A ten minute cry is good. It's like a ten minute nap. Right. It's gonna. It's gonna get that energy right <laughs> I love back that analogy. Oh That's my it. god, you're so funny. It's it's the same. Have your ten minute. Go in your car. Have your ten minute cry. Roll your nose. Put your powder back on your face and go kick some butt. Go handle your business. You know. This um, is why you are so, so good at what you do. I am so inspired right now. You're amazing. <laughs> Seriously though, it's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, figure out how is it happening for you. You know, where's your lesson behind this? Where's right. the strength behind this? Think about weightlifting. Weightlifting sucks. I don't care what anybody says. Your muscles hurt. They get sore, you know? But what's good about it is on the other side of that, you're making your body strong. You're making your body healthier. Right. You know, so the process itself is painful. All growth is painful. And those moments suck. You know, you're sweating, you're thinking, you're gross. You're probably yep. in a gym full of germs and other people that are also gross because they're sweaty and stinky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucks, right? Right. But you know you're doing it, you're going through it because you know how good it's going to be for your body to strengthen in that way. You know how good it is for your skin to sweat like that and get the toxins out. Right. You know how good you're going to look and your butt's going to look great in a skirt because you're doing these squats, you know? So... Think of everything in that way instead of why is it happening to me. Think of like, all right, well, this moment really sucks. How is this happening for me? What, what can I learn here? Where is my takeaway in this? What can I do better and how do I get over this, this tiny hurdle, you know? Amazing. I love it. Okay, so now we have language and we have to me. What is it? To me, not or for me. See, for I'm already, me, not to, to me. me. See your reverse. I was like, shit, I already forgot how to, how to say it. Okay. I love that. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. What would you say would be the third thing? So this is something that I do all the time. And at first it took me years to learn this. It took me years to understand how important this is. Um, but once I did it for real one time, I was like, all right, I got to do this once a year. And then now I do this every couple months. And that is to detox my circle. Love that. I'm not. Yes, girl. I am. <laughs> yes, girl. Ruthless. Yes. I am ruthless with my circle mm-hmm. because I believe that the world that you wake up in every day is not the world that you see in the news. The things that are happening around the world that we live in are important, and you should care. And if you can take action, you should. And if there's something you can do to help, you should. But the truth is that the world that you really live in is the one that has the immediate people that affect your day-to-day. The friend that you call to vent and how she responds to that the partner that you choose and how he or she responds to the desires that you have and the crazy ideas that you might get, the people around you at work that you say, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to apply for that raise. And they may either say, you're never going to get it. Or you know what? You're brave to do it. Go for it. I, I, I wouldn't. But you should. That world that is around you, if you are not, if you're not fierce, about making sure that the people that surround you are people that empower you, people that believe in you, people that bring positivity and inspiration and people that are going to challenge you to be a better version of yourself, then you need to detox your circle. I love that. You have, it doesn't matter if you've been friends with somebody for 20 years. It doesn't matter if it's family. You need to put family on a very strict 
diet of how much time they get from you and how much you allow them to affect and in which ways to affect your day. And you need to put all your friends on 24-hour watch. Like, don't come into my life telling me what I cannot do. Mm -hmm. Come into my life to tell me I have all the abilities in the world to accomplish everything I want to do. Because if you don't have people that believe in you in that way, then what what are they serving? Then they're just reflecting their limitations on you. Mm -hmm. So the immediate person that you're going to be around, let's say it's your partner or your best friend, right? Absolutely. Let's say you woke up today with that bug. You got a bug in your heart. You had that bug in your tummy and you woke up and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book about my divorce because my divorce was a nightmare and here I came out on the other side and here are all the things I learned and I'm going to write a book because I know that there's women out there that have gone through a divorce that was a nightmare too and they're in that moment before the breakthrough and I want to help them through it. Mm -hmm. And you turn around and you tell your new partner, babe, you know what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to write a book about my divorce because I want to help other women overcome how much of a nightmare divorce can be. And I went through so much and I came out so much stronger and now I'm a badass. And that's why you're in love with me. And I want to write a book about my divorce. I love it. If babe, if babe doesn't tell you, wow, that's cool. When are you going to start? If babe instead says, well, why do you want to write a book about your ex? That's the wrong babe. Yep. <laughs> that's the wrong babe. I love it. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Life is not meant to be dramatic. Screw it all. I was literally talking about this to somebody today. Like, if somebody's bringing drama into the picture, cut them out immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Babe should be somebody who says to you, all right, I don't understand why you want to do that. Yeah. But you seem really excited about it. Right. So is there anything I can do to help? Is there, is there anything I can do for you in this process? I have no idea. Because I'm not talking about having a cheerleader. I'm not talking about having somebody who's constantly clapping their hands at you and saying, oh, my gosh, go, go, go. No, no, no. You can have people that bring awareness to you. But there's a difference between your partner telling you, you know, it doesn't have to be a book. It could be anything. Wow, babe, that's a really big goal. Um, You know, how are you going to do it? That's not you can't do it. That's actually a good level of support. How will you do it? Good point. That is good. That is a good partner. That is a good friend. That is a good person to have in your circle. Do not detox that person. Right. Just because they're challenging you in a good way. Right. How will you do that? Where will you start? What do you need? These are the responses that you should have from the people around you when you have magical ideas, when you have a crazy wild dream that you had in the middle of the night that you woke up with that made you inspired to do something great. Hey, it inspired you to quit your nine to five and finally launch that bracelet making company that you have been wanting to have since you were 15. If the person doesn't say to you, uh, babe, are you sure you want to quit your nine to five? Then, you know, that person's not a good partner either. They're giving you perspective, but they're not telling you you're crazy. How are you going to do that? You can't do that. You can't make money selling bracelets. Yes, you can. Of course you can. Andorra does it. Tiffany does it. They're bazillionaires. These companies are ginormous. They're international. Why can't you do it? Now, that person's giving you perspective. Well, you want to quit your nine to five. Okay, I get it. Your boss is a jerk or you hate your job or you're done being there. You want to be independent. Cool. How are you going to do it? Right. Are you going to quit right now? Do you have some savings? Do you have people that bring you awareness like that? Good people. People that tell you, you can't do that. 
why are you going to do that? That doesn't make any sense. You're crazy. That's insane. You're never going to be able to accomplish that. Who has time to write a book? Who even reads books anymore? You know, people have other things that they want to do. Those responses, detox, get them out. Just the same way that you do detox juices to cleanse your body of toxins, detox all these people out your circle because they're toxins too. I love that. Amazing takeaways, by the way. So change the language on your day-to-day basis. For me, not to me. Right? Did I get it right that time? Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. All right, girl. (laughs) And detox your circle. What amazing takeaways. Seriously, Gigi, I'm loving it. I'm incorporating it into my life now. I love it. I just like I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I think those are three. No, they're just amazing. Again? No, I was just I didn't want to interrupt, but I just think those are realistic expectations and th- little shifts that you can do that can make significant changes. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and and they will make such a big, big difference, mm-hmm. a big, big difference. And you know, you you and and they're small. Hey, telling yourself in the morning. I got what it takes to kick ass today. Right. It's not a hard thing to do. Not you know? at all. Catching yourself when you're, when you're down and you're saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going through this. How could, how could everything be so hard? Why do things always happen like this? And what? Catching yourself when you're doing that and saying, all right, let me take a step back. This moment really does suck, though. I mean, that's not <laughs> I don't. Own it. Own this it. Moment. Right? Dude. But reevaluate. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Man. Right. But. How is it going to work for me? How do I make this really crappy moment work for me? That's not going to be the hardest thing you can do. Grab a pen, grab a paper, write it out. You know, what sucks about this moment? What could be good about it? Right. How could I be better from this moment? What could I learn? What did I already learn? And what could I do with that knowledge that I've acquired from this? Mm -hmm. You know? And just getting rid of people that don't empower you, getting rid of people that don't believe in you, getting rid of people that set you back. And and I know I mentioned family, and family is the hardest one because it's the one, you know, you're in a way you're bound to them. If right. you know that when you go visit, you know, that one aunt or that, that one cousin or whatnot, that all they do is, well, when are you going to get married and when are you going to have kids? You know, that kind of life that you live, it's just not the one, et cetera, all that. You know, just go in, give yourself a small talk, visit her love on her mm-hmm. when she starts with that you can tell her auntie i love you so much i'm not sure when i'm gonna have kids yet but i'm sure that i have a meeting in the next 30 minutes that i need to get to don't you give me a big old hug i'm gonna try and come see you again next week or next month or whenever it is you see your auntie and i'm gonna get out of here before she gets you know before she gets on the uh what are you doing with your life train just don't don't let it get to you and just you know, bye, auntie. I'll see you next time. I love it. Setting that boundary and being clear about it is so important. You are so amazing. I am so inspired. Thank you so much for coming on today. So how can people oh my um, God, thank you. follow you on social media and also tell them how they can, you know, stay up to date on all your latest programs, especially if they are local to Miami? Tell them all. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram as Gigi Diaz Live. And um, seizinghappy.com is is the website. Everything is on there. Um, We have a newsletter on there with details of upcoming events and all sorts of fun things. Lots of uh, free resources. Also on ggds.com. We have the newsletter go out through there as well with a little bit on the podcast, a little bit on, you know, what I do with radio and the dance studio. And, but, you know, Instagram is the, the quickest way to get to me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on there often. I respond to direct messages. So 
Gigi Diaz Live is how you find me. And you find me on any social media platform, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the things. Yeah, you're everywhere. Gigi Diaz Live. Right. And you do marketing and social media. (laughs) So you're doing everything. You're doing social media, (laughs) marketing, all these things. You got to be. You're killing it. So killing it. And then what about if people wanted to. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, of course. I didn't mean to interrupt, but what, how can also people find out about your dance studio? Oh yeah. The dance studio is called um, Gigi's Academy and it's, can we find us on Instagram as well, Gigi's, at Gigi's Academy or gigisacademy.com. Amazing. Everybody needs to check out Gigi on all social media platforms. Check out her amazing seizing happy, you know, coaching programs and things like that that she's doing, one-on-ones with her, all that stuff, and her amazing dance studio. You are amazing, Gigi. Thank you so much. Everybody stay tuned for Who's <laughs> Next On you. Scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.